by Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. It's Andy Brownell, News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Time to chat with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. Good morning, Robin. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Great. So I imagine nothing's changed much. We're still in a buyer's market. (laughs) Yeah, right. Buyer's market. You listen so close. I love that about you. Well, I think the one thing that has changed, I don't know if it's just me, and I'm not even talking about temperature, but fall is in the air. It is. I feel like it's time to have the kids' school supplies all lined up and school clothes all lined up. I don't have kids in school anymore, of course, but, you know, it's just kind of in your internal clock. And it just feels like fall in the morning and, I don't know. Every um, night the sun sets a little bit earlier. Yep, exactly. And it's funny because I feel like um, normally the summer market has kind of tamed down by you know the end of july and then we're starting to feel a little bit more of the fall market people are shifting gears getting focused on school and whatnot but i feel like our market is still pretty stinking hot out there yeah there's all the, all the evidence seems to point to that are you in, i remember at the beginning of the summer we had like that one week where i wouldn't call it a law but i would call it a um, I don't know, breathing. Yeah, uh, yeah. the first couple of weeks of June. I, I Every year, I honestly experience that every year. I feel like um, what happens is people do just have to take a break. It's like they just got their kids out of school, and especially after last year's school year. Right. With the in-school, out-of-school, online, you know, all of that. It was just a lot of chaos. And it was really stressful for a lot of parents, a lot of kids. And I think they thought, all right, we really do need to take a little uh, vacation getaway. And it seems like in June, we were all feeling really positive about the direction COVID was headed. And people were feeling like, oh, let's literally take our masks off and breathe. And let's get back to normal and go on vacation or do whatever. But we're seeing that go just a little bit the other direction Mm. now. Hopefully it won't be a long Right. A long journey this time. I'm confident. I'm very confident. I am as well. I'm pretty optimistic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess when we get to September, I don't even know how to gauge how it goes. Because if you have a, a little bit of a quieter period at the beginning of the summer, sometimes when you get to the first part of September and the kids are in school, everybody's like, eh, it's back to business. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen either, but I do know that we are still sitting with like two and a half months of supply of inventory, which simply means exactly that. If not one more house came on the market, two and a half months from now, which would take us to what, end of October, we would be out of houses to sell. So uh, we don't want that to happen. We clearly do not want that to happen. We want more and more people to continue to put their houses on the market because, of course, the interest rates are still phenomenal and people are still getting locked in at unbelievable rates. So, yes, it is still a seller's market. And I guess I can explain to you a little bit um, more. I know you understand, Andy, after all the conversations we've had. And I, I, I do believe that most of our listeners understand. But I do want to share, like, how do we identify a seller's market? Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Back to the basics. Yes. So first of all, um, 
the things that impact the market, whether it be seller's market or buyer's market, is, of course, the amount of inventory. That's the key thing. So if we have more than seven months worth of inventory, we would consider that a buyer's market. Oh, okay. Okay. If we had six to seven months worth of inventory, that's sort of a neutral market. If we have less than six months, then that's a seller's market. And today we're sitting at two and a half months, so we are clearly in a seller's market. It's been a long time since we've even seen the neutral market. Yes, it has. It has. And it's, you know, the thing is, is what we are seeing, and I've talked about this for the last couple of weeks because it's consistently been happening, we are seeing that things aren't flying off the shelf quite as quickly. It might take a week or 10 days instead of one or two days, okay? They might not even have multiple offers. They might just get one very good offer. Or if there are multiple offers, there might be only two offers or maybe three offers instead of six offers or eight offers or 18 offers. So that's all changing. You know what else is changing? People aren't going as crazy. They're not as willing to say, oh my gosh, I'm just going to have to pay 50000 over or I'm never going to get a house because they're all starting to see that, hmm, maybe things are starting to even out a little bit and become more normal again. Right. So they're willing to wait and see. But you know, if you look at the prices, they, they're already elevated because of what happened earlier in the summer. Right. Well, and just because of the constant increase in values of properties year over year, our Rochester market, I think year over year, the national market was up 22%, some ungodly amount like that. But year over year, our Rochester market was up 15.5%. Which is historically a really, really, really high number. Huge, huge. Yeah, so it's going to um, help a lot of people just because it's putting people in an equity position. And so for those people who were really hardly hit by COVID and did lose jobs and did fall behind on payments, you know, and then they were able to just um, modify their loan and add those to the tail end instead of become, you know, getting foreclosed on, right? Well, at the end of the day, they're going to be sitting there. They're going to have to pay longer on their loan. They're going to be behind on those payments, but they also have built a pretty good amount of equity. So it shouldn't have too negative of an impact on too many people as long as they've got their feet back under them right. and they're back to work and you know everything's going well. Oh, over the past week, I, <laughs> I ran into quite a few people who heard us talking about that affordability calculator last week. And I just thought I'd bring it up again because it's it's so amazing it, when you compare when you talk about fifteen percent increase in a house price over the year before, and yet when you compare it to nineteen eighty, it's still a better deal than it was then to it's buy a house. Still more affordable. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it yes, seems impossible, but it's it true. It seems impossible, but it is true. I would never tell you the truth. <laughs> that's for sure. So yeah, I just wanted to remind people of that because if they're thinking that as these home prices are going up, that they're actually getting priced out of the market, they need to go back and look at what was happening to their parents and, as you said last week, and their grandparents even. Yeah, I was having a conversation um, 
I know you probably saw on Facebook that we bought the house right next door to us for my mom and dad to move into. Like literally we could <laughs> build a breezeway between our house and their house so that we could, you know, go inside from one to the next. Okay, so I'm super excited about this. So I was talking to another neighbor and he's lived in his house for, you know, 30 some, 40 years. And he says to me, can I ask you how much you had to pay for that house? And I told him and he said, oh, my gosh. He goes, I would have never guessed it. He goes, we paid, I don't know, 12500 <laughs> some crazy amount like that. And I said, yeah, but how much were you making an hour at that time? Because, you know, you have to think about the whole yeah. picture. And what were the interest rates at that time? Exactly. But yeah, it was it was a it was worth a good chuckle because when yeah. I told him how much we paid for it, he was like pretty <laughs> pretty sure I got ripped off. <laughs> uh, he said, "No, Go no, back I'm pretty sure I did fine." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's anyway. exciting! So they were really close as it was before, right? They were just across yeah, the street. Pre- yeah, across the street and down the the gravel hill. Oh, okay. and so for my mom. She likes to walk over, and of course, she has a little dementia, so she just sometimes walks out the door and walks over. And one neighbor found her, you know, like on the ground because she didn't, she fell on the hill. So it's pretty dangerous, really. And it's that the hill's pretty steep, and it's a ways to walk, and she gets sure. really winded. So it'll be much better. I feel much better about I it. Bet it's you a do. smaller awesome. house, easier. I was going to say easier for them to maintain, but easier for me to maintain for them. But anyway, <laughs> it'll be great. Be truthful, yeah, maintain for them. All right, uh, we're, we're going to take a really quick break, and we'll continue chatting with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results. In just a moment on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 9 FM. To real estate with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back. Andy Brownell with Robin Gwaltney. You mentioned uh, before we took the break that your folks had moved in next door and it's a smaller home. Yeah. Well, they haven't I, moved in yet. We just closed this week, but oh, okay. they're going to move in soon. <laughs> okay. You're set to have them move in. Um, I have seen articles. I haven't seen it myself. That people are taking their backyards and they're putting these little, I don't know, they're tiny houses in their backyards and having... Their, yeah, like mother-in-law oh, pods. Yeah, yeah, there you they, go. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's mother-in-law exactly pods. Yeah, seriously. It's big in a lot of... Um, a lot of markets. Now, we have pretty strict zoning. So it's one of those things where just because you have a great big yard doesn't mean you're free to do with whatever you want with it. So a lot of our residential lots are not zoned for two dwellings. And so it would not necessarily be acceptable. But sometimes in some rural areas or some places where the zoning isn't quite as um, stringent, I guess, you are seeing it, and you see it a lot in the South. And I've heard a lot of my realtor friends who live in the South say that it's super common. And it's kind of a same concept where you just have a small house. They still have their separate space, right? Right. And it cuts down on expenses a lot because, you know, some of the things that, well, actually that same neighbor that I was talking to told me, you know, I thought I was going to... Um, live for free when my house was paid off but then when it came i still had to pay my taxes and my insurance (laughs) and and they still go and they go up every year and then he was telling me how much it costs him now to 
live every month just paying taxes insurance and it isn't all that much higher than his payment when he first got started just with his house you know with his home payment because of the difference in in value right right i can imagine there's a lot of folks that their tax payment if you put it out monthly is more than what their mortgage payment was that's that was his point okay yeah and so he's just like so um i did find an article on these those tiny homes how they offer big insurance savings and i thought oh yeah you know you have obviously less electricity or water or any of those things but um if you want to live in one of those little 500 square foot let's call it a camper really <laughs> but yeah 500 square foot tiny homes it literally saves people like 55 percent a year on just the cost of insurance well it should <laughs> it be should. Honest with you. but it's like it says um even in the most expensive states to insure, like Oklahoma, homeowners can save more than 68% if they go from a 2,100-square-foot normal house down to a 500-square-foot um, tiny house, which to me, I feel like a hurricane or a windstorm or whatever could pick that thing right up and demolish it, but I guess it's just not that expensive right, to replace to rebuild it, it yeah. if it happens. So, yeah, so um, oh. they have kind of a... a ranking by state where you save the most money and in tennessee you can save 89 percent on your insurance so that's really good uh but listen to this in colorado or montana you could save over a hundred percent so it's quite cheap to insure them in those states i just talked to somebody who sold a 2700 square foot home that they had lived in, you know, while they raised their kids and everything else. And they bought a, um, not a big giant motor home, but a, a fifth wheel trailer. Yeah. So they and downsized from, yeah. it's almost the same thing as far as square footage it is, is concerned. It is, right. That's why I said I wasn't being sarcastic when I said basically think about living yeah, think in a camper. camper yeah. I mean, there's some dire nice campers out there. Uh, we just had some friends who bought a house that was a complete redo and they closed on it in March. And they lived in their camper right at the house, you know, right at the property. Yeah. March, April, May, June, July, and they just moved into the house. So they did it. You know, I wonder if they'll ever consider a rezone for something like that in Rochester because of all the discussion of affordable housing. You can see that that would be a viable option for some people. I agree. I agree. It really would be. And And for more reasons than just the cost. I mean, I want my parents right next door to me for safety. You know, for safety, for convenience, and so that they can still have their own independence. Because, I mean, if I had it my way, I'd have them living with me. But they really want their independence, and they want to have their own place. So it's the best of both worlds. But, yeah, it's very much the same as having a a tiny house in the backyard. And a lot of times I hear these discussions about um, senior housing in the community and how there aren't a lot of great options for people who are in the homes that they've had all these years. Good Lord, that's a great option. Isn't it? For a lot of yeah. for a lot of people, yeah. I, I know it wouldn't work for everybody, obviously. Right. But, yeah, we have to start thinking outside the box because yeah. obviously, you know, what we have going on isn't meeting the needs of all the people. Right. So we've got to come up with some new ways to to have some affordable housing where people can have a nice home, a nice space to call their own. And let's face it, five hundred square feet isn't gonna work for everybody because if you have a family it's probably not the most doable thing, right? No. But if you are a single person or a or retired elderly. couple mm-hmm. who have access yes. to the larger home when you need it, right? it might exactly. be perfect. If you can make your own breakfast and yet enjoy a, 
community patio with the backyard. Exactly. Yeah. You're so right. I like that. So speaking of that, have you heard of 3D printed homes? I have. I've, I've watched videos. <laughs> is that the wildest thing? It is. It's crazy. I mean, I, I was looking for something fun and interesting to talk about, and I came across this article, and the article was written on the 20th of August, and it said, 3D printed homes are gaining consumer interest. I was like, what is this? <laughs> so do we have time to meet to talk about it? Or do yeah, we have to no, yeah, it? I'd oh, love to okay, hear good, what, good, you, good. what you learned. Yeah. Okay, so they're literally talking about Press print for a home, okay? And I know this is hard to wrap your head around this, but more consumers are actually warming up to the idea. And 66% of more than 3,000 consumers that were asked and seventy of, um, and 75% of millennials in particular say that they would actually consider living in a 3D printed home. So in my head, I'm seeing like, are we talking about a cardboard house? What, what do you mean a 3D printed it's home? It's a big printer. <laughs> yeah, right? So 3D printed homes have been touted for offering greater affordability, greater energy efficiency, and better resistance to natural disasters. So clearly it's not a paper house. They also make it much faster to build a new home. You, you, you haven't still seen, curious? Yeah, no. you haven't seen the videos, have you? I haven't. Oh, my so, goodness. No, they, bring no, no. This, they bring in this giant piece of equipment. To lay out the concrete. Just yeah, like, it goes, boom, 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 and goes around and slowly but surely builds a foundation. Yes. Uh, you know, it's, it looks like you would, you know, like a masonry foundation would look, except for it's not. It's crazy. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I have to hear more about this. So I keep reading. It says, over the past decade, so this is not new, okay? Over the past decade, as the home building industry focused mainly on the upper end of housing, Expecting younger generations to favor renting, the price of construction has pushed new homes out of reach for many home, home first home time buyer first time home buyers. Sure. We all know that, right? Yep. That 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 is clear. So now this is what they're coming up with. This technology is advancing. The three D printed homes can help reduce the cost of new construction and increase the number of available homes at a more affordable price point. It will actually help restore the balance in the strong sellers market. So, 3D printed homes have gained greater buzz over the last year. 63% of recent buyers say that they've heard of the 3D home printing technology and are actually excited about it. So, they're saying that these homes would lower costs by 54%. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that big. Yeah, it would lower energy efficiency by 51%. Um more resistance to natural disasters, 42%, 47% faster to build, and 39% more customizable. Yeah. This is crazy. Run a and little program and add a bedroom. And 32% less waste produced. Oh, yeah. You, you, you think about the lumber, yeah, when you saw off a, mm-hmm. whatever. You say, like a lot of that goes to the landfill. So there are. I wonder some, how it is to hang pictures on the wall. I, I don't know, but there, <laughs> but there are some naysayers because thirty six percent of people want to wait and see how this pans out over time. Yeah, twenty two percent say that they prefer the looks of a traditional home. Another twenty five percent believe this isn't going to last long, 
and 18% say they don't want their home to look exactly like their neighbor's home. Well, I think that happens already oh, in right. many neighborhoods. Yeah, how many different so, layouts are there, right? Yeah, that's not that new. Well, some of those neighborhoods, you know, they have like plan A, plan B, plan C, and they just keep mixing it up. I wonder if you could hang lap signing on one of these homes that make it have the same kind of appearance. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Neither but it I. is the craziest. And then have you also heard of these houses that are being built i don't have any articles on this but it just reminds me of these houses that are being built out of basically like lego building blocks for lack of a better word yeah yeah so instead of concrete blocks like you think about a concrete block foundation think about like these heavy duty composite but much easier much easier to work with much lighter weight much you know everything in every way easier to work with than the concrete blocks faster you know just zip 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 and put together a block foundation out of these so there's new things are going to come they have to right things have to change like everything else i mean think about any industry think about automobile think about air travel i mean for god's sakes now they're doing travel into space i mean everything continuously changes but houses if you really think about it haven't changed a great deal. No, I mean they have bigger and fancier, and more and efficient, but there's more still, efficient. They're still wood studded. Yeah, stick frame built. Houses, yeah. yeah, it's pretty much the same kind of a concept. Yeah. So very interesting, and um, yeah, I just well, think well, it's keep your eye. We'll keep our eyes on that. See the first fun to watch what's new and and changing. First printed house. In the neighborhood. We'll find and we'll watch for that. All right, Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax results with us this morning. We'll continue in just a moment on Newstock 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get... Welcome back to Rochester Real Estate with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group Remax Results and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back. Say, Robin, you mentioned... uh, Things are kind of normalizing a little bit and as yes. far as the housing market. Does that mean you you have more listings to tell us about? I do. I have some that have actually been on the market a few weeks, which uh, this is probably the first time I could say that all <laughs> yes, summer long. Yes, it probably has. But then I also have a few new ones. And um, why don't I just start with the lowest price and work my way up? Sure. How does that sound? So we have one of those Salem Meadows Drive um Salem Meadows Drive townhomes listed for two forty nine nine, but full disclosure, it just came on the market Thursday, and I think between Thursday and Friday there were eighteen showings, and there's an open oh, house this morning, and I think all offers are due by one o'clock this afternoon because we already have several. Okay, so you so, only have a little bit of time. Yeah, so you have a little bit of time for a two bed, two bath, two car garage, two hundred forty nine thousand dollar townhome in Southwest. All right, then if you want to go out a little ways, out by Cycle City, yes, I've got a raised ranch out there that I've actually had for a couple of weeks. And I think one of the things that has deterred people is it says a one-car garage. So I just want to talk about that for a minute because in addition to that one-car tuck-under garage, there is a standalone building that is actually much nicer than a garage. It was used as a... Um, studio for a band to practice but it's also been used to store a boat or a woodworking shop over the years so 
it's it's like having a one car tuck under garage with this nice big separate building and that one is three beds two baths was built in 1964 has a, almost an acre lot and it is 269.9 wow yes. with a man cave with a man cave yes and then at 319 we have one at 1431 first street southwest and the status on that one is still coming soon. Okay, so coming soon, we'll just uh, refresh everybody's memories, means that you can go online, you can see the photos, you just can't get in it until the published date. And this one happens to be August 26th. Next so week, next yeah. week, Thursday. And that one will be uh, coming on at 319.9. And it is. Are you ready for this? A three-bedroom, one-bath, one-car garage with only 1,456 square feet. Location, location. You got that right. (laughs) It's a cute one, too. All right. We have one that, um, oh, I talked about this one a couple weeks ago where the buyer just decided not to show up. Remember that one? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So that one is, so we had it all professionally cleaned and staged and new photos and back on the market at a new price of $349.9. Have had a lot of showings, so hopefully it'll go quick for these guys. But this one's 1121 Westchester Court Southwest. Really nice neighborhood up there. Um, It's over in the Forest Hills area, you know. Yes, I do. Like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's so nice up there. They have nice big lots, and again, this one's point seven eight acres. So if you're looking for some privacy and established neighborhood with lots of mature trees, and it's a mid century modern, so some people just really love that, and they're hard to find. So um, three forty nine nine. I wish them good karma. Thank you. They deserve it. They do. <laughs> And then there is 615 3rd Street Southwest. And that's, you know, right the here. big old, yeah. And that one, yeah, not far from the from studio, the studio yeah. at all. Yeah. 474.9. It's a big house. It's a four bed, three bath, two car garage. Currently being used as an Airbnb and quite successful. But the owner is owning too many at the time and can't keep up. So. Um, this is the one she's decided to sell off. If you so want it's giving that, somebody the opportunity. Yeah, that downtown living without living in an apartment. There you go. Yeah, yeah. If you want some roommates, there's lots of room for that too. Um, have a beautiful ranch over in Northeast, 3430 Limerick Lane. That one is actually being held open this afternoon if you want to check it out. That's 579.9. I believe the open house is at 1 o'clock there today. Okay. And then we have 1689 Century Valley Road, Northeast. Huge house. Five beds, four baths, three-car garage, uh, 5,179 finished wow. square feet. 659.9. So if you're looking for a big home for your family up in the Century High School neighborhood, um, there you go. Come check it out. Open today from 11 to 1. 1689 Century Valley Road. Um, And then for the people who are looking to make the jump into that big expensive home, we've got 
1211 Fox Hill Place Southwest for 929 five bed four bath ranch style house with a three car garage and 5096 square feet up we on the hill up on the hill top of the hill king of the hill and of course we have that beautiful don't ask me why it hasn't sold seriously the best value in town at 1770 Sally Ridge Lane Northeast 1,195,000 six beds four baths three car garage it has 6,740 square feet finished and two acres 1,195,000 I've seen some pretty small right. houses with not without two acres that have been previously lived in this one has not so it's a beauty, and I really want to sell that one. So if you're looking for a bargain on a great, big, beautiful house, please call me. And that's a nice, really nice area that you developed out there. Oh, it's so nice. And then if you are saying, no, 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 I want to stay southwest. That's where I live now. That's where I want to stay. I won't argue with you. Instead, I'll sell you 746 60th Avenue Southwest, which is five beds, five baths, four-car garage, 6,773 square feet and 19 acres for 1,999,000. So I've got it from 250 (laughs) up to 2 million. You, yeah, that was quite the list, that's for sure. So if if anything on that list interests you, or if you have a home you're thinking about selling, how do we get a hold of Robin Gwaltney? Oh, please do. I would love to help you. And my cell phone number is 507-259-4926. All right, Robin. Thanks so much. And we'll chat again next week. All right. Have a great week. You too. Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Mayo Clinic Radio.